happy, happy new year. It is January 4th, 2024. There is nothing but possibility and opportunity in front of you. What are you gonna do? Ah, I love the beginning of the year because it feels like no matter what happened last year, we get to start fresh, right? We get to set our intentions for the next 12 months from a place of hope and possibility. And that's what I kind of want to instill in you today. Now, to be honest, we could do this at any point, at any time. There's a great book that I like to recommend called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. And at some point in that book, I distinctly remember the author talking about how at any moment, you can be somebody else. (laughs) You can stop and say, I'm no longer going to do this, or I'm going to start doing this to make myself this person. At any moment, we can change direction. We can change course. But let's be honest, that doesn't cross our minds very often because we are busy and we are consumed by what we're doing. And so January is a time when the world is thinking about the new year. And there is a collective acknowledgement that we may not all be doing all the things that we wish we were doing. So let's take a minute to reflect on what we've done, how far we've come, and where we want to go next. If you're like me, you want 2024 to be your best year yet. And I want that for you too. So today I'm going to share just a couple of tips, things that I do every single year to make sure that my years are just getting better and better. You're listening to the No BS Agency Podcast. We talk strategies that can take your one to two person branding agency from $5,000 to $30,000 per month without hiring employees or working your ass off. All you have to do is cut the BS. I am Pia Silva. The first thing I do is non-negotiable. I always put aside one, if not two full days with Steve to sit down and do my goal setting and reflection for the entire year. These sessions are fun. They're exciting. They're hard work sometimes. There's a lot of mental gymnastics that we have to do. But in the end, it's the reason that I think I have all the things in my life that I want. These annual sessions that Steve and I do are a time for us to really get down to the core of what we value, what we're looking to accomplish, and then to dream big. It's time set aside to remember that we don't have to continue on the path that we're on if we don't want to, or we can choose a different path, or we can go farther, or we can go not as far right? It's not always about, can I make more money or how can I grow bigger? Most of the time for me and Steve, it's about how can we squeeze more love and connection and enjoyment out of our life? How can we make sure that we are living our values every single day? And I'll give you a brief outline of how we run these sessions so you can copy this yourself. Okay, the first thing we do is something I call Toast Our Accomplishments. And this is actually, by the way, a two-day workshop that I do for all of my students inside Mastery as well, uh, because it is so important to take the time to do this. So step one is we toast our accomplishments. We think back on an entire year and we write down every single thing we can possibly remember that we feel really great about. 
all of our accomplishments. Now, Steve and I will spend a good 30, 45 minutes doing this. At first, when you start writing your list, you know, you'll come up with 10 things and you'll think that's it. But then when you start to share them with the other person, so it's actually really helpful to do this with other people. Once you start to share what you've written down, you'll start thinking of more things. And when you hear other people's accomplishments, it'll spark things. So by the end of this session, usually Steve and I both have pages and pages of things. Everything from the obvious stuff, right? Success in business or successfully going um, on a trip or things that we normally think of as achievement. Um, Those are kind of the first things that you put. As you keep writing, you will get down to the things that are really important. So for example, some of my accomplishments from the last year were that Steve and I rented a beach house for the whole summer and we hosted almost 50 people over the course of the summer at these beach houses. And that was a huge accomplishment for us because that was us living our values. One of the most important things to me is being connected to people that I love and being able to host people and spend real quality time with them. Not just a lunch here and there, but like a couple of days where we got to relax and enjoy each other. That's to me what this is all about. And so I was able to do that. I had friends come. I had family come. It was really beautiful. It was really meaningful. And I can't say for sure that we would have done that. And I don't know that we would have been able to really host and see that many people in that time if we hadn't planned it last January. (laughs) So literally last January during this session, I actually mapped out the calendar of the summer and I wrote down all the people that I was going to invite and I started sending out texts and, you know, it takes time to organize this stuff, but I started it in January, which made it happen. So that's just one example of an accomplishment that you can write down, but it can be a much smaller version of that, right? Like one of the accomplishments that um, Steve wrote down recently was, you know, we had like family dinner most days, you know, like Steve and I didn't work at night or on the weekends most of the time. And even though we've kind of been going towards that for the last couple of years, that doesn't mean it's not an accomplishment. It's really easy for me to get absorbed in my work. I like my work. I'm set the intention of not wanting to be working all the time and definitely wanting to have a separation between work and home so that I can fully be present for people instead of being half in and half out. So those are just examples to get your juices flowing about all the kinds of accomplishments that you could write down. We'll write down things like we visited, you know, my in-laws. We went on a trip to uh, Texas. We went to visit our cousins, like, you know, every specific trip we took, um, we took a, a weekend to go apple picking, just me and Steve and Axel. Like that's something we want to do. So the fact that we did it is an accomplishment. So that's the first thing we do is we celebrate because the value of looking back and seeing just how much you've done, it not only reminds you of how long a year is and how much you can really get done in a year. But it also is a great place to start your goal setting from, a place of celebration and acknowledgement of all the things that you've done. It's a really positive place to set those intentions from, and it will allow you to dream bigger because of it. The next thing we do is we think about the big picture, the long-term goals. What's that three-year dream? 
three years feels like it's far enough in the future that you kind of have to make a quantum leap in your brain, but it's not so far that you're living a completely different life. So Steve and I will both write down what comes to mind. Where do we want to be living? What does success look like in our personal life? What does our day-to-day look like? How would our days look the same or different? Who would we be surrounded by? You know, what kind of income do we want to be making? How do we want to feel in three years? And, And any details that come to mind. We do this every year too, because sometimes it's very similar to the year before, and sometimes it's not. And it's important to remember that just because you're on a path doesn't mean that you'll always be on that path. I remember the first time we did this exercise together because it was back in 2012, 2012 or 2013. And I remember it because it was the first time that Steve and I both articulated what we were looking for, and there were some contradictions in it. I was picturing building a big agency with a huge team, and Steve's focus wasn't on building an agency at all. He wanted to do the creative work and move more and more into being a full-time artist. And At that time, when we finally realized that we had drastically different visions, even though there was so much overlap in the values and how we wanted our day-to-day to to go, our visions for our, our careers was quite different. And the reason that was so important is because once we realized that, we actually realized that we had been having a lot of disagreements and we were butting heads a lot because we didn't realize that we were actually trying to make the business go in two separate directions. So if you work with a partner, this is also a really valuable thing to do every year. Obviously, I like completely changed my vision because when I did that exercise, I realized I thought that a big agency was going to get me what I wanted. But when we dug deep into what the actual day-to-day looked like, what I wanted was freedom, flexibility, opportunity to do projects and other things, opportunity to follow my ideas and passions. And I just thought that a big agency with lots of team members or lots of employees was the only path to get that. So when we did this exercise, it actually showed me that I was focusing on on getting something or, or moving my business in a direction that actually wasn't the only way to get what I wanted. In fact, it was the harder way to get what I wanted. This is part of the beginning of how we transitioned from thinking big agency means success and freedom and money to actually small but mighty no BS agency is the shortest and most effective path to profit, freedom, and ease. So definitely take some time to write that vision out. If you have a partner, share it with them. Um, Make sure that your visions align. And if they don't, talk about where they do and don't and see if where it might need to be adjusted or not, right? It doesn't, you don't have to have the exact same vision, but you got to be on the same page if you're working together. Then we do a little exercise called start, stop, keep. We look at all the things that we've been working on in our business, in our careers, in our lives, and we start to identify the things that we should stop doing. What's not working for us? What's been hindering our growth? And we need to cut it out. That's the stop. Then we look at the things we want to start doing, habits we want to start, maybe new ideas we want to pursue. That's the start. And then we say, what have we been doing that's been working well that we need to keep doing? That's the keep. So it's really just looking at the things that we have been spending our time on and what we need to get rid of, what we need to do more of, and what we need to start doing. 
That is a really powerful exercise. Highly recommend you do it both in your business life and in your personal life. Okay, next we do our freedom goals. So the way that people normally structure their lives when they're entrepreneurs is that they they work on their business, they build their business, and then all the pockets of leftover time, that's what's available for your personal life, for your vacations and all of that. Unfortunately, if you just wait for that extra time to come, it almost never does because there is also something called Parkinson's law, which says that you will basically fill the time allotted. So if you don't put that time aside for yourself ahead of time, you'll kind of inevitably just fill all of your free time with more work for your business. So what we want to do instead is we want to put some intentions into what kind of personal life we want to have throughout the year and then put it in the calendar. I like to think of my life in terms of weekly, monthly, quarterly, and annually. So Steve and I will literally just dream up. If we could do whatever we want, what would that look like? Usually I'll do things like, well, quarterly, I'd like to take a three or four day weekend away somewhere, right? We like to do things for the summer. That's an annual thing. Every month, I like to take at least one personal day completely to myself that is outside of other personal days I might take with my family or with friends or even days that I might take away just to work on the business completely alone. One day a month, I like to take a full day where I am explicitly meant to be by myself and just relax. And I like to do this on a weekday because it's not taking away from my time with my family. It is just setting some time aside for regeneration. So those are examples of things that I might say on a weekly cadence, on a monthly cadence, on a quarterly and annual, what are the kinds of things I would like to do? I'll give you another example of something I usually put on on my freedom plan are things like seeing friends. So you know, I want to I want to have friends over and have brunch with somebody at least once a month. I want to make sure that we are I am seeing my friends one-on-one at least once or twice a month. And you know, it sounds funny that you have to like schedule these things in, but I find that if I slot those things in ahead of time before I've even decided who I'm going to see, it makes sure that I actually see those friends. So I see friends all the time because I put this time and attention in at the very beginning of the year. Those times are scheduled on my calendar all year. And I don't even necessarily know who's coming over yet or who I'm going to meet. I just know that that time is set aside for me to be with people that I care about. And ever since I've started doing that particular part of the freedom planning, um, and it's it's been a few years now. I've seen the difference. I see a lot more people and it's not just a perpetual like, oh yeah, we should get together. Oh, I can't do that night, this night, like like a missed opportunity because it's really easy to miss people and then never see them. So put it on your calendar if that's important to you um, and put anything on your calendar that's important to your freedom. Okay. Now that we've got the big why, we've got the big goals, we're feeling really good about ourselves because of all of our accomplishments and we see how far we've come, now it's time to set those intentions for the year. This is where I like to set a specific intention for each category in my life. Something for my business, um, like my top goals for the year in the business and projects I wanna work on, 
then I do it for me personally, my personal growth. I do it for my relationship with my husband. I do it for my relationship with my son. And then I do it for my relationship with my friends and family. You can categorize this however it makes sense for you. Uh, You could do a category of health and wellness. Uh, You could do a category for charity and community. Um, These are things that kind of naturally fit in for me personally and business-wise, but it's whatever makes sense to you. The point is, what are the places of your life that you want to make sure you set an intention and a goal for, and you have specific time set aside to actually do those things because they matter to you? So I like to set an intention for each of these and then for each of those goals, actually start to put together a quarterly goal based on specific outcomes that I'm looking for. And then anytime I've got a specific goal, I then put that directly in the calendar. So by the end of this session, Steve and I have usually booked our calendar full of times where we're going to actually execute on a lot of these goals. And we'll book it into at least the first quarter or two. If not, certain things we'll book, you know, all the way a year in advance. And by the time we're done with this, I always feel a sense of accomplishment. I feel so much excitement and anticipation for the things that are coming to fruition. Because ever since I started doing this years and years ago, it's not that I necessarily accomplish all the goals. A lot of times halfway through the year, the goal shifts, especially in business, right? You think you're going to do one thing and then things happen a couple of months in and you have to change course or you change the goal completely or you realize that's not the goal that you want to go after. It's all totally fine. But what I've noticed is that just by setting the intention and just by having a place that you can go and check in with yourself every day, every week to see these goals and see if you're staying on track and reminding yourself to put energy and time into furthering those goals because those are the goals that matter to you, right? Those are the things that we often forget because we're so busy in our day-to-day life with stuff that feels very urgent, but is usually not that important, right? We are running around trying to do errands and, and worry about little tasks when we're forgetting about the big core stuff. We're forgetting about the importance of being with people or with working on our goal of writing a book or whatever your big mission is, what are those things that you want to make sure you're putting a little bit of time aside for every single day or week or month? And without fail, whether I nail all the goals, I never do, um, but whether I, I do most of the things I set out to do, I usually do a bunch of them and then some of them change. Regardless, I have found that by doing this intention setting at the beginning of the year, by the end of the year, I am always floored by how much I actually do. And it's so encouraging and makes me realize that we can get so much more out of life if we just put some intention behind it. And the last key thing after doing this entire strategy day or two and setting all these intentions and putting them in the calendar, the last thing I want you to do, actually it's two things. The one of two things is to go onto your calendar every three months. So at the end of every quarter and put some time aside in the calendar to revisit these. This is important because if you take the time to set all of these intentions, but you lose track of them and you forget about them, you could literally not think about them again until you do this next year. And we don't want that to happen. So instead you want to put in your calendar right now, 
a time that you're going to check in and say, how am I doing with all of these things? Did I forget about any of them? Am I doing really great? Do I need to course correct? I would just simply put it in my calendar and link to whatever document you are putting this all in so that you can easily access it and take a look. And the second thing you need to do is make a plan for actually checking in with this every single week and every single day. We have a whole process inside No BS Agency Mastery for after we set these goals, how we keep track of them on an annual basis, on a quarterly basis, on a weekly basis. And then we actually have a container. We have a call every Monday specifically for checking in, setting your intentions for the week, pulling them off of your quarterly goals, putting them into your calendar and keeping you accountable. Just having that regular check-in, not just to yourself, but to other people, drastically can change how effective you are doing this. And like I said, what I've found after doing this year after year, as my goals get bigger and bigger and we keep hitting them, Steve and I always marvel at the fact that at this point, it's like, be careful what you put on this list because you will get it. And isn't that incredibly powerful? The idea that Every year when you set goals and you hit them or you get close to them, you are training yourself and your brain to realize that you can have whatever you want as long as you set the intention and then put a plan in place to take action to get it. Goals can seem really big and really far away. And if you make them too big and too far away and they're too abstract, you probably won't do them. But if you get the abstract and then you bring it down to reality, You bring it down to earth, you break it up into steps, and you start putting it on the calendar every week, and you just chip away at it. You'll be amazed at how far you can get in a little bit of time. I hope you take at least some of this as inspiration. I hope you put this time aside in your calendar to set your 2024 up for massive success and wins. If you would love our help in making sure that you set the intentions and you have the resources and the community and the support to actually put them into action and get there faster, then you might want to come join us inside No BS Agency Mastery. Inside Mastery, we help one to two person branding agencies scale to thirty to $50,000 months without employees while cutting your working time up to 50% or more. And we do this by increasing your profit, freedom, and ease. It's a community filled with rock stars, people who are so intent on having the life that they want and having fun along the way. We have a lot of fun inside the community because everyone in there is really cool. So if you're really cool and you want to be a part of that and you want our help building your business, go to nobsagencies.com backslash apply. Check out the video on the site and then book a call with my team. They will help you figure out if your business is the right fit for us, if you're in the right place to actually get the value out of joining our community and getting our support. And if you are, they will share everything about the program and what it looks like to work with us. For me, every time I've set out on a journey that was a really big lift, I always looked for coaches and mentors and community to help me get there. It is very hard to build a business alone. If you're struggling to see the forest from the trees because you're just stuck in that day-to-day, you're stuck 
thinking about clients, working for clients, hustling to find clients, feast or famine cycle. And you need some perspective. You need to be around other people who are doing the same thing, who you can get inspired by and energized from seeing what they're charging, how they're delivering it, and how much easier it is for them once they change the way that they operate their business. If that's something that you need in your life, nobsagencies.com backslash apply. I cannot wait to see you soar in 2024. That's all I've got for you today. I will talk to you next week. The No BS Agency podcast is produced by Yellow House Media. Coordinator is Lou Blazer. This episode is edited by Marty Seafelt. Creative direction by Sean and Tara McMullen. Our theme music is Knock 'em Down by The Shrugs.